Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, Go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Kendra Petroni and today we're putting the spotlight on Gabriella Snyder-Stelmack. She's the executive director of Bread of Life. It's a nonprofit, non-denominational, faith-based organization that serves the communities north of Boston with a mission to feed the body and nurture the soul. They feed the hungry, the homeless, the needy, and the isolated, all while offering spiritual support and hospitality. She's also a composer and a singer. Good morning, Gabriella, and welcome to Exceptional Women. Good morning, Kendra. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you on. And so for those of us that are unfamiliar or for maybe some of our listeners who are unfamiliar with Bread of Life, talk to us about it. It's been around for over 40 years. What does the organization do and who is it that you are helping? Yes, this is our 40th anniversary. So uh, we are a free food program, the largest program in the North Metro Boston area, um, traditionally serving 10 communities, Malden and surrounding uh, communities, and uh, branched out to even more during the uh, COVID crisis. Uh, we provide a million meals per year. We're one of the largest member agencies of the Greater Boston Food Bank, as I'm sure uh, many of your listeners may be familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, we get tons and tons of food every week that we pick up from them, and we distribute it through a number of, of ways. We have food pantries in Malden and Everett that serve uh, at this point, about 13 communities. We have grocery delivery to senior citizens, uh, COVID-isolating households. We just started that in March because of the COVID. Mm-hmm. We have uh, evening congregate meal that we've had for years. That was actually the first. That was actually the beginning of Bread of Life in 1980 was as a church potluck supper. And that eventually became a meal for anyone um, after a couple of homeless men walked in and wanted something to eat. And uh, the church started a meal for all, and eventually a bunch of other churches, synagogues, and community groups and schools and rotary clubs got involved. Um, so at this point, we have about 45 partner organizations and uh, do a, a nightly meal. Uh, at this point, it is grab-and-go, which is uh, sad because a lot of times the meal is is a wonderful place to connect, to have um, the social part, you know, companion, right? Exactly, which is yeah. so important and, and critical, especially as we age. Um, we also have always had uh, 
for many years uh, food delivery to homeless families that are sheltered in motels. So when there's not a room in, enough room in shelters, um, the state places families into motels. And for years we have done delivery to those families. Um, we also have a new backpack nutrition project that we started at the end of last year for um, students in the Everett school system. And we've still been distributing throughout COVID, you know, in conjunction with the school lunch distribution outside. And we will continue distributing now that some kids are going back into the schools. So that's the foods that a kid can eat right there in a discreet backpack that no one can see into. That's wow. uh, cereal and milk and crackers and peanut butter and, and fruit. That's great. A cup of soup. Mm-hmm. So you said the Bread of Life distributes the equivalent of a million, one million free meals a year? Yeah, and that was uh, in the past years. Wow. This year, it's we've our programs, the food pantry is about, uh, we serve up to double the number of families that we used to serve. Wow, and how do you uh, manage you, all of that? I, I mean, I imagine yeah. volunteers are probably <laughs> a huge part of the organization's success, right? Exactly. Volunteers truly are our lifeblood. We have... Uh, so a million meals and about a million, you know, 1.5 million pounds of food, um, and it's going to be more, much more for 2020. Uh, three full-time staff, third time, 13 part-time, and about 500 volunteers at any given time. And, wow. and they are the real inspiration. I mean, they always have been because there's people working, you know, raising kids, mm-hmm. and they come after work to work at the evening meal or they come on their time off to help um, at the pantry. And even more so during the COVID, you know, many people just couldn't volunteer. They had pre-existing health conditions. Right. They, they really had to stay away. Uh, but we had so many people step forward, including people who were unemployed, furloughed, and mm-hmm. said, well, I have this time. I'm going to come and help. And that really has carried us through these past several months. And we still are always um, looking for volunteers. What led you to this work? Because, I mean, you've been doing this for a while now. And what, what drew you into an organization like Bread of Life? Yeah, well, my my mom told me once that I always wanted to do two things, sing and, and save the world. So, you know, <laughs> so I, when I was little, I don't know what put it. But, uh, yeah, I, I did come, as you mentioned, I came to Boston to sing. I had actually been hoping to make a career in the in the opera world, believe it or not. Seems like a long time ago. Uh, but, and I was supporting myself in science. I actually worked at Woods Hole Oceanographic, and then I got a job at Harvard University. I was a research technician. But I just began to feel like it wasn't the right fit. I loved science, and I was trying to support myself while I sang and, and studied. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, I really began... Uh, praying and um, getting spiritual direction, saying, where does God want me? Where this somehow there's a, a higher purpose for me. And I, I had heard about this church, St. Paul's in Malden, that they had this program for the homeless when I was living down on the Cape. And before I moved to Boston, I said, I'm going to check that out. And I, I ended up uh, joining the church, you know, moving to Malden and, uh, Lo and behold, a local community action program wrote a grant for a homeless advocate. I had done a little bit of volunteering at the Pine Street Inn, a little bit of sub work with a friend of mine who actually is a pianist and was an accompanist that I worked with. 
And uh, wow. on the basis of that, they hired me, and the first director of Bread of Life, uh, Tom Fagley, he hired me, and that was the beginning. I started as a homeless advocate in 88, and um, I still feel to this day that was the biggest intervention of God in my life and uh, the calling to work with Bread of Life. And so far, that has persisted. I have felt that, yes, there's still a role. I've continued to grow with the organization and take on Obviously, now I'm the executive director. I've done a, a number. I've done pretty much everything in the organization that you, <laughs> from reception to food pantry to fixing a toilet That's to the washing floors yep. to washing dishes. That's so right. I I don't necessarily want to do all those anymore. But <laughs> it's I, a good trait to I know learn. Though. <laughs> it's a great way to learn. Yes, and then you really know what people are going through when you ask them to do something. Absolutely. Well, under your leadership, the Bread of Life Under One Roof campaign was created. Talk to us about that campaign and what the mission is. Yeah, one of the things that's happened, just as you can might imagine from Bread of Life's evolution out of a church potluck supper, you know, we kept growing. We started with a potluck and suddenly there was a pantry and mm-hmm. there was a an art program and a, a youth program. And in other words, you know, there was, we do diapers and we have baby food. So we kept growing. And so eventually we rented the storefront in, in Malden on Main Street, 511, and then another storefront and then another storefront, always just bursting at the seams. And we never had a dinner site of our own. We never had a kitchen in the dining hall. And through the years, we've lost our dining site many times due to uh, a building being sold we were at a church, the church was sold, we were at the sure. American Legion, the American Legion was sold to make a housing, we were at the Salvation Army, and they had a flood. Uh, we've just been so, we sometimes had to serve out of the van, and serve out of a parking lot, and a driveway, uh, so it's it's been very hard. So several years ago, at least, actually, probably 15, we first started looking at sites, where could we buy and build. And finally, we purchased uh, 54 Eastern Ave, an old um, commercial building in Malden, um, tucked away and yet very accessible to public transportation, right on the, the new bike path. And so we started serving our pantry and we have our warehouse out of here. Uh, and the dream is to demolish this and uh, to uh, build a facility that will bring everything under one roof. So we have our our pantry uh, superette, you know, our, our, our store where you can go and shop, so to speak, for, for food, all free, of course. Uh, choose what your family needs for groceries. Our, our dining hall, which would be also multi-purpose for classes. For example, we teach English, Mandarin, mm-hmm. uh, nutrition, financial literacy, anything like that. The uh, flu shots that we're offering later this month. Uh, anything like that, and, uh, you know, then all of our warehouse storage offices. And we're also partnering with another nonprofit, to, uh, which on the third floor will build and own 14 units of affordable studio apartments for formerly homeless and veterans, which wow. is a population we've always served from the very beginning. Wow, you're a busy lady. <laughs> yes, so we're very excited. Our portion of the project, Red of Life's portion, is $4.3 million, and we are... Six hundred thousand dollars away 
So what can people do for directly for that, for the Under One Roof campaign? Is there is there a specific website people can maybe donate? Absolutely. If you could donate, this is absolute time. We're, our goal is to, do, is to begin construction winter or spring of this. So within, you know, so six we got to get it going, yeah. We have to close this gap. The housing site is completely funded by um, government funds, Federal Home Loan Bank, um, home consortium or um, government funds. Bread of Life has had substantial investment from, from major uh, foundations like the Baird Foundations, but also from the City of Malden, CDBG, Community Preservation. Um, so we, uh, we, have, we have raised most of the money that we need, but if people can give, this is absolutely the time to do it. Go to our website, breadoflifemalden.org, and right on the homepage, you'll under one roof. We'll put a link as well, and we'll mention it a few times throughout the interview, but it's breadoflifemalden.org, and we'll put a yes. link directly on our site as well, on magic1067.com. Oh, so it'll take people right there, one click away. Um, you mentioned it briefly before, but can you talk a little bit about some of the programs that, that you offer to those in need? I know we went through them quickly, but I just wanted to hear them again, if, if you wouldn't mind sharing. Probably our largest program is our Malden-based pantry. Uh, she used to serve 10 cities, Malden, Everett, Medford, Melrose being the main ones, but surrounding, Saga, Sonam, Wakefield, Winchester, Reading. Uh, now, with the COVID, we no longer have been requiring application of sign-in in order to minimize uh, contact. So we're serving uh, even a broader geographic area. But people could come in for a full order of groceries. So, uh, you know, uh, about half of what we give is fresh produce. And uh, we also have uh, meat and fish, we have dairy, we have bakery, and we have non-perishables. Um, Bread of Life, you know, we, again, being based in Malden, uh, maybe 60% of the people served by the pantry are from Malden. And Malden is one of the most diverse cities in Massachusetts, along with Everett, the other major city that we serve. So we see a lot of people from um, different uh, cultures of origin, uh, many people who are um, Asian, Chinese, Southeast Asian, uh, North Africans, Middle Easterners, uh, people from the Caribbean, uh, so uh, South America. So we have uh, interpreters and translators in uh, wow. uh, uh, Mandarin, Cantonese, uh, Portuguese, Spanish, Arabic, oh uh, Haitian Creole, uh, and we try to give uh, food that people can use. And a right. lot of what is, is, is the basic, as you might say, the, the proteins, the, the dairy, the produce, those are the most valuable just across the board that you can, you know, cook in your own uh, tradition. Well, if you're just waking so, up and tuning in, you're listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. And we've been talking with Gabriella Snyder-Stelmack. She's the executive director of Bread of Life. It's a nonprofit organization that's been around for over 40 years, serving the communities north of Boston with a mission to feed the hungry, the homeless, the needy, and the isolated all while offering spiritual support and hospitality. Let's get back to our conversation. Gabriella, I wanted to ask you about homelessness and poverty in our country. How much of a problem is it? I mean, is there a lot that we're not aware of when it comes to knowing and understanding just how many people are suffering without the daily necessities? I think there, there is a, a, a lot of information that is out there that's been gathered. Uh, Project Bread and the Greater Boston Food Bank both... Um, 
great local organizations that have been partners of Bread of Life for uh, for years do a lot of data collection. We've known that you know one in eleven kids in Massachusetts is what's called food insecure. In other words, you you can't count on three regular meals every day. You just you your situation is is that precarious and almost always directly related to income. So, you know, that's that's well known. We have uh, uh we have an access gap around uh income and around other issues as well uh, including uh race and ethnicity. There are uh disparities in terms of people's access to food. Um, and with housing, again, I think uh, we all know in Massachusetts there's the housing shortage, mm-hmm. housing at every level of um, affordability, uh, which is why the housing we're building is so desperately needed for the very low income. But uh, we know we can't keep workers and we can't attract workers if right. people can't find a housing that's affordable. So from the governor on down, I think we're all aware of the problem. And what happens at the lowest end is that people literally cannot afford a place to live, even if it's on the market. Um, it's a very, very um, high-priced housing market, one of the most expensive in the country. So that is a significant impact. There's also social factors, of course, um, that can relate to someone's homelessness as you know, chronically homeless. But the larger pro- problem of homelessness is one affordability. I believe people are aware at the, the governmental level, and it has been an initiative of the governor to uh, to create more housing, right. uh, but we, we never, the work has, isn't done. Right. Um, and actually, when I first got involved with Bread of Life in 88, one of the first things we did was a big march in Washington called Housing Now, wow. 1988. Uh, and then, you know, HUD programs uh, proceeded to be slashed. So we have to make policy decisions if if we want to help um, create housing that's affordable for all. Because sure. we have hardworking people in this country who cannot afford basics, Basic and housing, yet they're working right. hours, right. but they're not having a wage that will afford everything that they need. It's and, not fair right. that the person taking care of your grandmother in the nursing home is not making enough to live on, you know. And you know what? I, paid. I will say this too, Gabriella. I think we've noticed it more, and that goes into my next question regarding the pandemic. I mean, the people that you would almost think in your head as a stereotype of the people who are homeless are not the people you're thinking. I mean, it could be people you know. It could be friends. It could be somebody within your family that you don't realize is struggling with the daily necessities of, you know, finding a home, having a home, being able to pay bills or afford good food every day. I mean, it's people close to us. It's people in our community. It's not somebody who's magically far away in your brain. It is the people around us that need the help as well. And I think going into my next question, you know, this pandemic, I mean, it sent everybody into such a whirlwind. And I imagine those who are struggling day to day, it's even more stressful and overwhelming. I mean, has it ultimately been worse for those in need? And, you know, talk to us a little more about Bread of Life's COVID response and what you guys have been doing. Well, immediately we saw an increase in demand, and I've been charting the numbers at our pantry. You know, the food, the meal program went from about 80 meals a night to 120 to 140, and those numbers are still up. The food pantry had peaked... um, we thought when it was about uh, 
you know, 190 families in a two-hour period in April. We thought, wow, okay, that must be the peak. No, it, it peaked again higher than that in uh, in August. So I look at it like a tidal wave, and we're mm-hmm. still riding out as it as it recedes. It's it, it crashed. Uh, to your point earlier, I have I've just found out about uh, someone that lives not too far from me. I live in in Malden in the uh, Eastern Edge, and. Uh, they have a house, they have a car, right. um, and talking with them, it turns out, uh, well, three of the adults in the household lost their jobs due to COVID, and mm-hmm. they haven't paid the mortgage in four months. Now, where does that put you? Yep. So you would look You look at them and you say, hey. Right, on paper like and on image-wise, right, right, yeah. They're not doing fine, and that's why we've seen this big increase, people who never came here before. A family of four just came to our evening meal program, pick up four meals, and they said, uh, you know, how much is it? We said, well, it's never a charge here, having meals. The little boy mm-hmm. came back afterwards, 15 minutes later, with a couple of dollars, said, we want to give this. Mm-hmm. And the volunteer said, oh, no, 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 you know, keep that for your family. You you need it. He said, no. My mother said, we, we have to give this to you. And that's what people are like. You know, people... Nobody really wants to be on the receiving end. Very few people want to be always. We want to feel like we are managing and we're able to give, to contribute. Um, And that's another way that Bread of Life helps to build community and bridge that gap is that many people who volunteer with us started because they came to us needing food. Mm -hmm. And then when they got stabilized, they stayed and volunteered. That's how we've got many, many volunteers. People want to give back. That's incredible. Well, of course. I mean, it's a it's a fabulous organization and you're doing amazing work every day, all day for for the people that that need it most. What what is your hope for the future with Bread of Life? Is there a, a certain goal that you hope to have reached in the near future aside from being able to have your own place, your own, you know, under one roof building that you can provide for people? Is there is there another thing that you're hoping for the future? That is number one. I think with that, I'll tell you, we've been to the wall. I so admire our staff and volunteers. It's just, I can't even express it. We're in this old building. We got a truck donated every week from Gentle Giant. They also donated the time of the driver. It's a bigger truck, so we could pick up more food. Instead of 8,000, we could pick up now up to 16,000 pounds of food. We can't get it down the driveway of our current facility. We have to park it on the other side the bike path, volunteers unloading it by hand onto carts and pushing them 100 feet to the the pantry entrance. So we, if anything, this COVID has made it abundantly clear that we have to have a new facility. And I'm uh, I'm sure when we have it, we, we, we're building it so that we can grow and grow our programs and actually be able to go beyond the grocery store and do some of those other um, trainings and um, uh, cultural events and um, uh, classes uh, that people will be able to uh, build on skills, uh, develop networks, and be able to make other plans for their lives to better their own lives. So that's what I'm hoping that this new Wonder One Roof will help um, us do for the community. Well, we're going to try our best to help you as well. So it's breadoflifemalden.org breadoflifemalden.org. We're going to put a link up on our website, right on magic1067.com. Please give what you can, donate, help. Every little bit helps. Just imagine 
those families. And see, now you told that story about that family of four, and I'm I'm thinking of that little boy, and it that mm. breaks my heart, and and it can break a lot of hearts. But do something about it. You know, help mm-hmm. out if you can. Don't just think about them. You know, walk the walk. Donate what you can. And it's breadoflifemalden.org. Gabriella, thank you so much for taking some thank time you, to Kendra. talk with us today. You you're doing so appreciate it. I, I mean, you are honestly. I, I always call people like you, you're the angels walking on earth. Like you're an, you're an angel in human form because you're doing what everybody should be doing. It was such a pleasure to have you on today. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. I won't agree that I'm an angel, but I'll say <laughs> that I'm on a, pilgrim, a pilgrimage and with many others, many others, as I say, whose, whose hearts are broken for what breaks God's heart. And they, they come to us and want to help. So, yeah, be, we welcome you on whatever Whatever level to to give or to volunteer, we welcome you. Thank you so much for uh, letting people know. Thank you to Gabriella Snyder-Stelmack for being in the spotlight today on Exceptional Women. We talk to celebrities and CEOs, but we also like talking with your neighbors, coworkers, and friends who are quietly making an impact in their community. Go to magic1067.com and email us if you know someone you'd like to suggest. And follow us on Instagram at sue.tab and at Kendra the Entertainer. We'd love hearing from you and be sure to join us every Sunday morning for another edition of Exceptional Women. Have a great day, everyone. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 